Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dave here, and no Darren. I don't know if you've heard, but there's big wildfires raging in the Northwest Territories. And that just happens to be where Darren lives. He lives up in Yellowknife, Canada. Here I dropped some images, hopefully. If they saved and my computer updated, we should see them shortly. Problem is, Darren works for the government of Canada, and he's been on on call all weekend, and he got called an hour ago. Hey, Justin, how are you doing? Jonathan, welcome from Brazil. Davy Chains, good to see you, my man. Yellowknife, if you look at this picture, is uh, around dead center, just left of Dita, about two-thirds of the way up. And you can see the little forest fire dealy whoppers all around to the west. The big deal was Highway 1 and crossing that's down near Enterprise. And those fires are moving east. It's not a good deal, unfortunately. But Darren, because of his work, has to work and can't make it today. Unfortunately. Hey, Drew. Just letting everybody know what's happening up in Canada that uh, Darren can't make it. And if you want a bigger look, this is basically what it looks like. We've all seen forest fires. That's, that's it. But he's dealing with forest fires. So he is not here today. We are going to take what was planned and bump it a week. Unless, of course, something with Dalvin Cook happens between now and then. Drew, I have my wild turkey rye, 101 rye, with me today. Hey, Anthony. Anthony, I was just explaining that Darren can't make it today, so we're going to change the format of the show a little bit. Darren's dealing with uh, fires up in the Northwest Territory. Yes, Davey, it sort of does look like a volcano erupting. And if you've ever been around with some wild forest fires I have in New Mexico and Colorado, they can get pretty scary. Darren's okay. He's one of the government officials that works with uh, communications and making sure everything's still going as normal. Steve talked about all that smoke highly visible in Colorado. You're not the only one, Steve. Um, there's others, you know, as many people know, I used to live up in Denver a couple of years ago. And yes, 
It, it looks bad. Skull Purple Rain, Scorn Norcephius. As uh, those that are joining us this late, Darren cannot make it today. He was on call because of the forest fires in the Northwest Territories. He lives up in Yellowknife, Canada, and they are getting bad. He's part of his job is communications for the government, and he has been called on duty to help with that. Makes sense. So, I've got a little bit of time to kill. Today, we were going to talk about Dalvin Cook and the Dalvin Cook situation and the whole ESPN that he could stay, he could be traded, or he could be released. And my response to that is, thanks, Captain Obvious. No shit. Um, Pardon my French. We probably won't find out anything until June 1st anyways. So... We'll cover that on the next program, unless, of course, it breaks during the week, and then Darren and I, or Tyler and I, will hop on. Our second part, he was going to talk about players with bullseyes on their back. One we just traded for, and that's Marcus Davenport. The other one is Ed Ingram. Can Ed Ingram take this step this second year? And thirdly, he had a deep dive into Jaron Hall. There were some good things, and there's some historic numbers that don't look so good. Uh, like I said, we'll, uh, <laughs> yes, Anthony, be cussing. <laughs> you got there, right? Hey, Yogi, good for you to join us. So, you got just me, and I'm willing to answer a few questions if you guys are up to it. But I have one for you. I started doing a Vikings Daily Opener. I missed it the last two days where I just read you the news of the last 24, 48 hours. And it's podcast only. Are you listening to it and are you enjoying it? I'm curious. I would like feedback. Is it good? I know Miss Mary's told me she likes it in the morning because she thinks I'm there telling her Vikings news across the table as she's eating her jam and toast. How is it for you guys, though? Sure, you can take another step as long as it's not on Kirk's dog. That's funny, Davey. That's funny. Um, yes, Ed Ingram, I think he will, personally, but we'll get into that next week. So, it's just you and me. Is there anything you'd like to ask? I know you guys like this time to communicate with each other, and I see you guys doing it. Doing fine. It's hot in Florida. Yeah, I bet it is, Anthony. I bet it is. We've been actually cool this spring. Steve, the podcast, go to any aggregator, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, all those, and look up Vikings First and Skull, just like it's typed in the logo, down right there, right? Vikings First and Skull, and you will find it. Okay, good, Justin. I was wondering because I was wondering whether was it worth doing. And I sort of think it is. Helps keep me up to date. The news is slowing. That's one of the reasons I skipped the last couple of days because there's only, you know, two or three real good stories that come out and that's about it. But and we know this happens this time of year. We get into this Tyler calls it the abyss, right? Between events. Well, we've got an event coming up. We have OTAs this week. So we should have some news at least. 
It'll be good to see that I have the whole team together and in purple. So that's, you know, that's what we're doing. I think it's cool. Still working on graphics for Fans First Sports Network. I've got about a week's worth, but I've slowed way down because of the draft. The draft was a big deal for us. And, of course, we're a football site, and we cover it, and we cover and love our Vikings. So that's what we do. Justin is in the comments, and I wanted to thank Justin for coming on Tyler's show this last week. We had a blast. I enjoyed that to no end. I've got to get him back on any time now. It would be good to have him talk to him. Uh, David Chains asks, what do we do with all these one- and two-year deals? David, that's a good question. I think it is part of the whole grand plan of how Quasi's doing this competitive rebuild thing. All right? You have a goal in mind, get cap healthy. Right? The Vikings have not been cap healthy in a, in since, when was it? 2018, to be exact. And they've been pushing money down the road because of it. To keep the team together, they'll give a big contract and then they'll extend a lot of it out and then they'll do your um, the years without where the player isn't playing with you, but the years out stuff to push the money to keep the cap level low. They're trying to get back under healthy so they don't have to worry about those years and all that dead cap. I think with doing that, with the second part of that is to find players with potential upside or upside that you know they've shown coming off that first contract that have the talent. Marcus Davenport fits into this category, right? He could show skills where he's a heck of an edge rusher and gets lots and lots of pressures. But did he stay healthy the whole time? No, he did not. Are you you're taking a gamble? So you give him a short contract, one or two year contracts. And if he proves it, you found yourself something. If he doesn't prove him, prove it, you let him go and you move on to the next one. And you have not wagered the future on, on a huge guess like that. You can wager the future on somebody like Justin Jefferson or even TJ Hawkinson or Tristan Derisaw. We know those are coming up. But you don't have to do it on these guys that you're coming in to fill in and gambling well, maybe you bring in five guys that fall into this category and one or two of them work out, then you've probably done pretty well. But in the meantime, you haven't given five guys a boatload of money in a ton of years and you're weighed down like an anchor by them. So I think this is what all that's about. Yogi asks, any good free agents? To pick up. I don't know if there's any good ones left. Yes, there's some out there. We've talked about a possible cornerback. Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, one with experience to be in there, but I'm not sure if they're even going to do it. So it's going to be interesting. Fans are so tired of Kirk and that Jaron Hall is being hyped. Jonathan, <laughs> sort of agree with you. I think Darren was going to blow some fans' bubbles with what he wrote. I've seen it. I've got what's good about having Darren as a co-host on this is he's very meticulous, and he writes these long show notes 
And it comes back from the time when he and I would do deep dives together, combination. And he would, I mean, we're talking pages and graphics and all sorts of stuff. We work well together that way. But he does these long notes, and he's looked up some interesting numbers when it comes to fifth-round quarterbacks. And if Jaron Hall succeeds, he will be one of the very, very, very few. But it's a challenge for Kevin O'Connell. It's 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 going to be interesting to see. By far interesting to see. <laughs> What's the final blue moon count? I'm assuming that's not astrological blue moon. That is the bottled blue moon. Right, Justin? Speaking of which, enjoying my whiskey. Anthony suggests grabbing Leonard Floyd, possibly. Three during the three after. Good for you, Yogi. Uh, well, Anthony thinks Leonard Floyd would be a decent linebacker to help pace. The linebacker room, for the most part, is young, just like the cornerback room. I think, you know, a veteran help back there might be a good thing. Davey's saying we should make a grab for Sue. I don't know. <laughs> He's up there. I mean, how... How good would he be even in a situational pass rush deal? Yes, the name would be big. He would attract some people to seats. But uh, right now, the Vikings don't have problems selling tickets, as far as I'm aware of. (laughs) Justin, yes, that's what Yogi did in the first live last night. Good for you, Yogi. There's been a few times that I've uh, been a little bit lit on a few shows, especially on post-game shows, being asked, that's where the term sackles comes from. We were playing San Francisco, and it was Good Morning Gallahorn. We were doing a post-game live, and I think I had about six IPAs in two hours, and I was feeling no pain except for yelling at the TV because uh, Mr. Anthony Barr kept getting beat. Or was that the Rams game? Oh, it was the San Francisco game that the sackles came up. And it stuck. Because what is a sack but a tackle behind the line of scrimmage? And it was alcohol-induced. But not bad. It's not bad, not bad. I'm going to have to go back. Yogi, was that you were live on uh, Justin's page? Question mark. Has ever anybody used a dictation tool? I've used it quite a bit, and I, that's where the verbal period question mark comes from. <laughs> hey, let's do this. Let me switch. Justin is chiming in. Get to the right deal. Let's do, come on, David, you can read and do this at the same time. Here we go. Let's send a link. Bada boom. Links away. (laughs) My worthless opinion, thank you for joining us today. And for those joining late and don't see Darren, there is a reason for it. Like I said before, 
he is, belongs to Canadian government, and he is dealing with forest fires. He works in the communication department, and he got called in an hour ago, and that's not why we're having a two old bloggers. But that doesn't stop the show. We'll switch screens real quick and bring in a friend of the show. As soon as I move something out of the way. And there's the man, Mr. Justin Day. How you What's doing, Justin? What's going on? How are you, Dave? I am good, except for last minute cancel, you know, plans. Hey, Spit. the show must go on, like you said, man. So, oh, hey. and, I, and I like I love talking to everybody, and that's what's yeah. so great about this community. We all love to talk and see each other on different shows and different channels, whether it be one bars, whether it be yours, whether it be raps, whether it be you know, you can list it, Ted and Drews, who's ever uncensored, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be. Yogi uh, Yogi was on Rap's channel last night making his live debut, and he's going to be uh, <clears throat> getting a channel going at some point. He was doing uh, – he's doing Saturday nights with Rap. He's giving away one ticket to the Vikings preseason game via drawing. So first one was given away last night, but <clears throat> there's still six more to go. But we'll put that out there later. But, okay. yeah, I'm sitting here chilling with you anyway, and, you know, hey, call to the bullpen. Uh, so there's hey, okay Darren's okay, you said, right? He's not. Yeah, he's okay. Of- he's just got to help coordinate the communications with the the responders and stuff. I mean, you're talking thousands of acres of oh, yeah. space that they're they're it's coordinating, just- and that that's that's his job. So he's he's knee deep in that, and so he couldn't make it today. So it is what it is. I had uh, my brother in law used to work in uh, fire forest fire fighting fire business as well, right. and. I know how involved that gets, and it's give your heart out to those guys that work their tails off. I mean, absolute tails off. So we had to punt, and we did successfully. And I've got you on here, which is awesome. There you go. There you go. Well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, well, actually, you know what? I'll answer a couple of the questions that were put in the chat earlier. As far as free agents to sign in a couple moves to make my next video on my channel will drop tomorrow morning, maybe tonight if I get all the editing done. Um, And the title of it is three moves and it's just got crazy on the thumbnail, three moves, three more moves to make this free agency period, this off season complete, so to speak. So uh, not going to give away all of the material here, but uh, Leonard Floyd made my honorable mention. I'll say that. Um, I will say that Daniil Hunter is part of the conversation, and then there's a couple other non-Viking members that I would like to see the Vikings pursue to kind of shore up. You know, we we shored up the wide receiving core. We've got the stability at quarterback for better or for worse. We have the Dalvin Cook situation. Hopefully that daytime drama uh, will finally work itself out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Which is interesting. You talk about that, and I posted the, you know, the promo to the show on Twitter. Yeah. I got a response from a lawyer in in Colorado, if I remember correctly, and I wonder if it was associated with him because it was a very stern. He is still a member of Vikings as long as they honor his contract. Okay, and that's I thought, that's factually correct. At 100% factually correct, but the tone that came across was, damn, do you represent Dalvin? And I should really? ask. Right. And, uh, but he is, you know, we know 
It is what it is. He even right. had a quote. Let me dig it up real quick because I did not include it in the show. However, I wanted to. He posted on his Instagram, but then it's I couldn't find it afterwards. It must have been deleted. That says, your value doesn't decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. Existentially, there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. His value might not be decreased as far as production. Okay, mm-hmm. but his value insofar as how much his production as an opportunity cost in a salary cap league, that's open to interpretation. And unfortunately, there's there's two and a half sides to this coin. And technically, a coin has three sides. It's got heads, tails, and it's got the thin side. But I digress. <laughs> Number one, the rim. It's a, yes, the rim. It's a salary cap league and it's a business. That's side number one. Side number two is every player is entitled to make as much money as they can. And I don't begrudge a single player for getting as many pennies, dollars, and bags as they can. Howsomever. Here's the deal. I said this in my last Delvin Cook video. And I di- I titled it Dave Time Saga. So if you didn't see it, it's the first one on my page. Oh, I and did. I, I might have made reference to a few of the daytime soap operas because uh, <laughs> that was really part. It's like, all right, I got to come up with some clue here. But Dalvin Cook, if you cut, if you trade or cut him, you're gonna. If you trade him, you get eleven million dollars in savings after June first. If you cut him, it's nine million dollars. Is there production increase from Dalvin Cook over Alexander Madison at all? And the uh, running back by committee approach, of course there is. So nobody is saying that he cannot be productive. What the question on the table really is, is, is the increase in production from the running back by committee led by Alexander Madison to what Dalvin Cook would bring you worth $9 million or $11 million against your salary cap? That's the question. But I disagree with the premise. I'm not sure that Dalvin Cook's production which is at this level and going has been going down, mm-hmm. right? And we heard the stat this week that when you had the expectant, uh, what was is this an advanced stat? Expected uh, yards over expected is the word. Right? Yeah, he was he was in the negative this yes. year, where he's always been in the positive. Started out in the high positive, started going down, 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 and last year he was in the negative. I'm not so sure his production at whatever level we get this season or compared to last season, is that much more, if more at all, than the running back by committee taking mm-hmm. Madison. And Madison's, I think, is decent back. Is he Dalvin Cook? He's never had the home run threat. No, he's not. But every time he's had to go solo in a game, he's gotten over 100 yards. So, and you take that and you have the new rookie, McBride this right. year and then last mm-hmm. year. I think those guys, and I'm not throwing Ken A in there. I don't think Ken A, he's, like we discussed last week, possibly going to get cut or he's just returning kicks. Mm-hmm. So I think that running back by committee could probably get better or more efficient yardage than just Dalvin. Agreed. Right. We're saying the same thing. What, regardless of what that number is, whether it's a but small that amount or a bigger amount, is, is it not nine worth million? $9 million. Exactly. No. 
So to your lawyer friend who reached out to you, he's right in that Dalvin is still worth something. But when you throw in all of the dominoes that is an NFL salary capped league with how much payroll you have, with how many void years and dead money that this team has accumulated over the last five years. Yeah, you got to make cuts somewhere. Eric Kendrick still provided some value, but he didn't provide $9.5 million worth of value, or at least that's what their determination is. They may very well be wrong. They very well may be wrong about Delvin Cook. But if you, and I know it's been brought up in the chat, I saw it a little bit, but yes, let's talk about the Miami game where he put that game on ice. Let's talk about the Buffalo game where he ignited the offensive comeback. Let's talk about the fact that he scored the touchdown and the Hawkinson two-point conversion uh, that tied that game. Mm-hmm. It was a brilliant play. It was right in front of me as he was coming down the sideline, uh, and, and it was an incredible scene. But, all right, so let's say you don't win those three games last year. Now you're 10-7 and seven and winning the division. You're still the three seed, and you're still losing to the Giants. So – while it was worth three victories in those moments, did it really move the needle all that much? And the answer is is no. And that's not a slight at Dalvin. That's right. just the reality of running backs being devalued in this pass happy NFL season. So, um, or this and, pass and happy the NFL de- league devalue. Right? It's it's like something you can get in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Apple Mac guy, right? And when the Mac Pro came out, the new one, the cheese grater, came out, I think it was 2018, 19, somewhere in there. Mm. We'll call it the cheese grater because its outer casing looks like a cheese grater. And it went from the original Mac Pro, which is a big box and interchangeable parts, to what we call the trash can version, which is a round, tall, back to the Mac Pro, we call the cheese grater version. Mm. That machine decked out runs 50 grand. We're talking a computer. It's designed for something very, very specific. It's designed to do high-speed calculations in a lot of middle at a, at a time. It's used in modeling physics and nuclear reactions and it's also used in the film industry because Mm -hmm. they need that and they would buy it and then build racks of these things and at the time it was billed as being when they went back to the cheese grater that you can swap components and you could to a certain extent it's a fifty thousand dollar computer right fully decked out your average everyday user can't pay fifty thousand dollars for a computer much Nor could it ever, <laughs> Sorry, you know, much less multiples of them. But the movie mm-hmm. studios could, and the big science labs could. Well, with the development of computing, and at Apple itself, Apple, you know, wanted to get away from Intel, so they developed their own silicone. Then comes out the M1 chip and the M2 chip. And it's just quantum leaps above. And it makes, you can buy a Mac Studio, which is just a little box computer, that does as well or better than that Mac Pro. And 
the Mac Studio only runs you three grand. Right. Right? And you can use multiples of those, and some studios have done that. Well, that's a lot more affordable, so the industry has gone that way. A premier running back making fourteen or $15 million a year, or back when Adrian Peterson got his big contract, right? Right now in the market seems outrageous because you got by committee that's doing the Mac Studio thing. You can get just as much or better from spending less. So why spend as much on the Mac Pro? You don't. Mm-hmm. And, and to that's, your point, that's the case. To your point, there's not very many everyday users like you and I that even if we did have fifty grand to spend on one of those computers, would be even close to utilizing it to its right. one tenth of its capacity. Okay, so, I mean, if there wasn't a salary cap, I wouldn't care. The other thing I'll throw out there is, you know, Blowfish has brought in some some excellent points that, well, what about using him in the passing game? We've been talking about using Dalvin Cook in the passing game for how many years, and it just hasn't happened. The simple fact is the Kevin O'Connell offense doesn't really utilize a running back in the way that you are going to maximize his value. So, I guess stating that he's not worth it might come across as a direct statement towards him and his abilities and his value. And that's not what we're saying. And that's not what the Vikings are saying. What they're saying is, is that I I threw this analogy at one of my compatriots once. If I could give you like, you you know, on Madden, you can build a player. Let's say you Mm -hmm. could build a kick that was guaranteed to make every extra point. And was guaranteed to make any field goal 52 yards or in. 100 for 100. Gary Anderson on steroids. Okay? But it was going to cost you $20 million a year. Is the Whatever increase from Greg Joseph to this kicker, obviously there's an increase in value because you know the guy's not going to miss. But Greg Joseph makes what? Three, four million a year? There's no kicker on the planet that is ever worth $20 million, even if he's always going to make it. Because the difference between Greg Joseph and this perfect kicker is not worth the $16, $17 million against the salary cap. It's a ridiculous analogy, but the point is the same. Yeah, but there is a point where it would be worth it. Yes. Now, say Greg makes three, Mm -hmm. say you paid him eight. Oh, absolutely. Would that be worth it? Yes, considering your kicker scores half the points in the season, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Would that be worth it? There is a level where that makes sense. Right. It doesn't at the 20 million range mm-hmm. versus the three, but it does like it there at the eighth. You could use the same thing with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's due to make over 14 million, 14 and a half million right here versus the three million-ish or so we're playing the committee. There is a level where if he came down to say here, that would make sense. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure the Vikings have offered that, that level. And we had a discussion ahead of time with uh, uh, Harrison Smith because mm-hmm. they wanted him to take a pay cut. Well, he could go off and play someplace else. Would he make as much? Probably not. And the whole idea of, well, if you're going to make $5 million at Team X, we'll pay you $6 million. That's still less than the $14 million you're going to make. But you'd make more than you if you would. We want you to stay. Will you take six million? You know it's helping the team. Blah blah blah. You've got that. Dalvin's up here at fourteen. They probably offered 
five, six, whatever. And he said no. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's where we sit. Yeah. He says, I I'm mean, worth yes. 14. Well, okay. Del- Try to get paid. I think, I think I said this on Monday. I'm willing to move off Dalvin Cook because I am assuming that he is going to hold steadfast into saying, no, he's not going to take a pay cut. So being that that's the information that I have, that's why my take is, all right, get what you can get for him and let's move on. Mm-hmm. If Dalvin at the in the 11th hour said, yeah, I'll go Harrison Smith on the bit and I'll take less, sure. I mean, to Blowfish's other point of, well, then why did we re-sign Alexander Madison? I guess the Vikings figured that they were going to come to this point where they were either going to have to trade or cut him, and they didn't want to get left out on the cold without Cook or Alexander Madison. They came to an agreement with Madison that was at a fair price, a reasonable price. And so, yeah, I, 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 do, I, I don't want people to think that I'm saying that Cook is overrated or that he's washed or that he's not going to be missed. He is going to be missed. But part of the part of this version of the NFL and with this head coach and, and this how this league is is you drafted uh, Jordan Addison to bolster your wide receiver core. You didn't take opportunities to trade away Kirk Cousins. You have said we are not going to take a year off like Chicago did and blow it up. So we're going to be competitive. Fine. If those are the premises that you're going under, then you have to do everything you can to maximize Kirk Cousins, maximize the passing game. And at that point, having a running back that you don't utilize to its most ability is not worth keeping. It's Mm -hmm. not, but it's not a matter of him not being worth it, quote unquote, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, Jonathan asked a question How much percentage of the running game is offensive line nowadays? And that's a very good point. And I would like to say that's where that yards, the advanced stat, we're talking about the yards. Mm. You know, after contact type stuff comes into play. Even if you're going to say last year's offensive line was bad, and when it comes to running, they graded out great. You've got to go, well, how long has Dalvin Cook been with the team? How good has the offensive line been that whole time he's been with the team? Right? It's had issues the entire time. Because Mike Zimmer, for the life of him, could not. And Rick Spielman could not prioritize and find the right guys to make a competent (laughs) offensive line. When Zimmer signed on, he thought he had one. And then we had Lodehole got hurt, and and the saga goes on and on and on. And then 2016 happened. (laughs) And But was part of it because of the scheme they were running, going to an outside zone, inside zone, mid-zone, Whatever zone, not doing power, how much of that do you want to attribute to the offensive line versus how much do you want to attribute that to the running back? Now, in the last few years, as Dalvin's numbers dropped a little bit, and we're not talking total, we're talking that big breakaway stuff that we saw early. How much was that line and how much was that Dalvin? Well, you got to look. The only way we can compare is one, mark one eyeball. Two, we look at the grades. How are they doing? And yes, we know PFF is flawed in some respects on how it does things, but it's consistent. And so if you look at it and you look at the the run grades, well, if they got good run blocking grades, you would think there'd be good runs. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Um, Sharp football stats does a very good one 
when it comes to run blocking and where they're going across the line, which gaps and across backs of which offensive linemen. It's not when you see those numbers on the O-line staying roughly the same when it comes to the run game or getting better, but the but the running back production is getting lesser per play. And I'm not talking total because total is numbers have been about the same, but per play, they're getting lesser. Then you've got to say, well, it's not the offensive line. It's got to be either the running back or it's got to be the scheme. And then you've got to look at those. Is it the scheme? Well, we know the schemes that we've employed over those years have worked, especially in other places, whether it be um, in Denver or wherever. That's a common, the wide zone scheme, Kubiak scheme mm-hmm. works. And we know last year, Kevin O'Connell running his has worked before too. Rams got to a Super Bowl for, you know, under his scheme. So that's when you go, hmm, is it scheme? Well, we know the scheme can work. Is it the offensive line executing the scheme? Well, they're getting good grades, but we're not seeing, you know, all and knowing exactly what they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. If you eliminate that, then it comes back to the guy handling the ball. That's the running right. back. And so that's where I'm saying, I think he's starting to slip. He's a running back falls off the cliff by 30 ish, right? 29, 30. That's how old right. Dalvin is. And we see that start to. I see, I saw the same thing with Kirk Cousins last year, right? Some of his general stats started to just a little bit over the hill. Now he got better in the mind department, which was fantastic. But. Once you hit a certain age in football, your body starts to go. And I think that's where Dalvin is. Is that worth the extra $9 million? Right, right. I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to take the risk either. The problem with Dalvin, and I say problem in air quotes, is he's, he's very close to Adrian Peterson. One yard, zero yards, minus one yards, 15 yards. Okay, that's four carries for 16 yards for an average of four, but you had three negative or nothing plays and one great play. It's a baseball hitter who gets four at bats and hits a home run in one and strikes out in the other three. Mm-hmm. That's and and there are times and places. If you are in the bottom of the ninth inning and you're down by two runs and you got two guys on, you want that guy that might strike out or might hit a home run. You don't want a guy who's gonna hit a seeing eye signal. Mm-hmm. You know <clears throat> it's not that Dalvin doesn't provide anything. It's just that yeah, when you're talking about constantly being in second and nine, okay, uh, KOC's talked about it. I'd love to be in second and five more often. Those home runs are great, but sometimes you just need singles to be – and this goes back to something that I've talked about about Kirk Cousins is – and the offense that he's been in, not just here but also in Washington. As great as the offense can be productive-wise – it still has one fatal flaw, which is it is always t- near the top end of the league in three and outs and the low end of the league in time of possession. Yes, there are quarters at a time. First quarter, first drive, first two drives, great. Last drive of the third quarter and all the fourth quarter, great. But, oh, you get that in the middle second quarter, chunk, and it's like three and, 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 and a 
three and out. one first down and that's it. So what's funny is, we, it, you know, talking about the defense and how bad it's been for the last three years, really, we can talk about how bad the defense is and how it eroded. That's all well and good and all well and true. But when your offense is going three and out two out of every three drives and your defense now has to get back out there, of mm-hmm. course, they're going to not be very good mm-hmm. They're on the field too much. And that's the one thing about Kirk and the offense in particular that drives me nuts. It's just like you guys can go up and down the field three out of four drives and score touchdowns. And then you can go 60 minutes in real time from the middle of the second quarter where maybe you get one field goal. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that comeback against the Colts all we want. You can't be down 33 nothing and blame it all on the defense. Your offense didn't do anything. Yep. For two and a half quarters, <clears throat> two and a half quarters, your offense did nothing. And by the way, to that, to the point about that game, yeah, seven of those points were on a, a pick six and seven of them were on a block punt for a touchdown. So that defense in that 33, nothing. Yeah. They only gave up one touchdown and four field goals. So they actually didn't play all that bad. They weren't great by any stretch of the means, but all I'm saying is, is that part of if we want to talk about how we can make the entire offense better and the entire team better, having a running back that's going to consistently get you three or four yards on first down opens up the playbook on second and third down. Yes, those home runs are awesome. But guess what? The strikeouts hurt you every bit as much as the home runs help you because you're putting your bad defense back on the field. So we'll see. I mean, it's only a couple of weeks away till June 1st in the daytime saga that is – Dalvin Cook will finally be decided one way or the other. And if he comes back and takes less money, so much the better. But I don't see it. And Blowfish, you're right. He's only 27, and you can't see him going to Buffalo. However, we discussed that. Darren and I will next week because that's part of the notes. And plus, along with the Vegas odds, believe it or not, Buffalo's the furthest one out, which I didn't even think Darren knew before we started this. Dave, I agree. Let's try committee. We've done this. Power back for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cow back. Let's let's see for a decade and a half since Peterson. For a decade yeah. and a half since two thousand. Well, even before that, it was you know we had Smith and you know he was the guy, and we've had always somebody who's the guy mm-hmm. for the most part. Charlie, you are correct. Oh. Welcome to the show. The philosophy is to be good enough to sell tickets and merchandise. That's what the Wilfs want, and it's a good business practice. Hey, they keep making money. Why turn off the machine? Now, what hopefully they want to do is keep it that at the minimum and still go for the win, still go for the Super Bowl. Not do the whole rebuild so we can't make it unwatchable. You know, I hope that happens in Green Bay where they spend half their their games in Milwaukee. But right now, no. I. Believe it or not, I like enjoying that. At least they have a chance. A little spicy on this whiskey. But (laughs) I forgot my soda. So that's what that is. But I agree. Uh, Dave L. wants to just sign Hunter. Me too. That makes three. Spoiler alert. That um, you might be onto something or on something about uh, what's going to drop tomorrow morning. I might that might be one of them. Dave, mm-hmm. Dave L. It might be one of them. Um, he's just like the lawyer dude that replied to me about Dalvin. He's technically under contract. Mm-hmm. A contract he agreed to. 
So it shows the forethought. He's since, I believe, I believe the one he's under now was a previous agent. And I think he's changed his agent since. But he's got to do better for himself. So we'll see. Skull for life. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As you Good can see, you, that is not Darren. No. Darren that did is, not uh, go over a facelift. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's Justin. Darren couldn't make it. He got. He's been on call for the forest fires up in the Northwest Territories. He lives up in Yellowknife. He works for the government. He's in part of their communication stuff, and he was on call. They were worried about the fires going across Highway 1 south of the lake, and I think that's happened, and that's why he's had to go to work and drop off. So when you look at Justin and do that quick double take, it's not it's – not, Darren, it's Justin. And now Justin was nice enough to say, Hey, Dave, I'm available. You want, can I hop up? I said, Sure. Made a call down to the bullpen. Had to make a late, had to make a late scratch, but no, sitting here, was listening to the show anyway. He's, he's like, Hey, I'm just by myself. I was like, hey, Yeah, you want it? Oh, sure. Come on over. The water's warm. So it's always good to be on. Uh, Vikings first in skull Tw- twice in six days, you know. I know. I've been trying That's to get amazing. on for been trying to get on for forever, and I get twice in six days. But thanks everybody for <laughs> joining us. We much appreciate. It. Hit that like button if you didn't hit the like button on the way in. Let's help spread the word and beat that YouTube aggregator. Um, yeah. If you haven't already subscribed to Vikings first in skull hit that subscribe button too. But please. Oh, and if you yeah. have not subscribed on your iTunes or whatever podcast aggregator, subscribe to that as well. There's a few things coming down the chain, which I won't say because this is your house right now. But I'm just going to let you all know there's some things coming down the chain as we get uh, into the abyss and into the new season. There is. And and plus you get stuff there that you can't get on YouTube. Because we do a couple of the shows not on YouTube. We do just as podcasts. One of them scrolling with friends, which is in the background of this if I shrink these windows without screwing everything up, you can see right behind me. This is the scrolling with friends background. And what do we do? We scroll with friends. There Why friends versus enemies? Because we're all <laughs> friends in this business. We like Absolutely. to keep it cordial and have a good time. Now, if I get a Packers buddy on here, I'll give him shit. You betcha. <laughs> But we're going no, to keep I had it a pack. Last Tuesday night, I had a Packer fan in my chat, and I was in a, a, a chat with another creator. And the kid's 12 years old, and he's talking all of this football knowledge. And, I, and But he's respectful. He, he's not up in there talking about the four Super Bowls the Packers won long before he was a twinkle in his mother or father's eyes. And, <laughs> or and his grandfather's in, eye. Mostly. Or his grandfather's, for that matter. But, um, no, you know what? We I, we never have an issue with other uh, fans, as long as we're respectful, you know, you know, good ribbing nature is fun. You know, that's okay. You know, I went to the opening game uh, last season uh, against the Packers. For the most part, we love giving Packer fans, a, you know, trash and whatever else. But they're good, fun people having mm-hmm. a good time uh, uh, before the game and after the game. I'll say this. I'll take a Packers fan any day of the week over an Eagles fan, ladies and gentlemen, because mm-hmm. they're not nice and whatever. But it's always fun having uh, people from different uh, teams on, but mostly scolding with friends. Mostly yeah. scolding with friends. What's up, Julian? How you doing? And uh, so, no, that's what we got. And we've got more planned over the summer. I know it's starting to get slow, 
but uh, we have to, some things in mind. And Justin knows a couple of them. <laughs> I might. But in all seriousness, it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to wrap it up. All right. I was going to uh, ask. <laughs> Anybody else, real quick? If not, that's all right. Um, Indomit can sue for Dave L. What? I guess we'll just wrap with that question. You have any interest in Indomit and Sue at all? I do Dave? not. I don't either. I, it's, I, I think he's done. Would he sell a couple tickets? Yeah, I'd be interested yeah. to see him, but I think he's done. Yeah, it's, I, that's what it is. Blowfish from England didn't realize that. What part? I was stationed over there in the Cotswolds back in the mid eighties. Loved it there. Best beer in the world. And it took a decade or two afterwards before the Americans started learning how to brew beer properly. <laughs> I'm serious. American macro beer was... Oh, no, no. Versus the beer I could get over there. It was awesome. And then came over here. I started home brewing just so I could get better beer. It was literally... Chester, know where Chester is. Good deal. But now, what they had over there, what I've learned, my favorite beer over there was Wadsworth. And Wadsworth made some great ales. 6X was their base base ale, but they made a, a bunch. And their Christmas one and their Clean the Barrels one was oh, fantastic, and you get absolutely schnockered. But they got bought out by InBev, which you may have heard of because it's Anheuser-Busch InBev now because InBev bought or partnered with Anheuser-Busch. They're the senior partner. Um, and they since watered it down because everything went. And I hope that's still not the case in England, that there's still very, very good beer over there. Wow. Just, I miss it. Good. And then you go over to Europe, there's different styles of beer. Your lagers in Germany and Hefeweizens and Pilsners. Yes. And that's just, if you're like me, you like beer. And Indeed. whiskey as well. So it's good. Charlie, to your point about at what point do the Vikings D and realize they need more pieces, I think they realize it now, but there's not a lot out there. I mean, the problem is, is at this point, you are bargain bin shopping in the clearance rack, mm -hmm. or I suggested, and it's pie in the sky, but I suggested the the uh, defensive tackle, all pro Quinn and Williams from the New York Jets. Now, he's going to cost you an arm and a leg and a pint of blood. He's going to cost you a first round pick plus. I brought that up last week uh, mm -hmm. as well, and I and I and Tyler did make a, a, a good point. He is better fit for the four three than the three four, but he would still be in my. He would opinion, still be good. Good, and he would be better than anything we got going on right now. Now, is that worth a first round pick plus having to extend him because he's in the same boat that T.J. Hawkinson did, same draft class where he's in on his fifth year option? Yes. So you got Jefferson, you got Hawkinson, and you'd have this guy. Um, is there part of me that at this point it's like, all right, if you're not going to rebuild, then 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 let's go. If we're going to talk about this NFC being weak because a lot of the good quarterbacks are over in the oh, AFC, in the AFC. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if that's your mantra, well, then Quasi should at least be on the phone to see what he would take. But realistically, we just got done talking about, okay, you want Indomit and Sue to help out our defensive line? Would he be better? Maybe, but not by much, if at anything at all. Um, there's not a whole lot out there right and now. And only there's, situational. I, yeah. Th that's all you could use, Sue. You couldn't. Right. He's not an every-down player. Right. So, Quinn and Williams I don't know what, would be an every-down oh, player. Absolutely. So to your uh, question, Charlie, I, I don't know what they – I don't know what's out there that they could do to improve it right now. I really don't. 
I think we're we got what we got, and we're going to have to be happy with it, and hopefully it works out. And it's going to be interesting, you know. Vegas yeah. thinks this eight and a half wins. We can see that, and we can all. I can also see a lot more. So we'll find. We'll out. see. Mm-hmm. It's only. It's not even Memorial Day yet. We still got plenty of time. We got plenty of camps to go. Plenty of roster cuts and plenty of how many uh, rookies and UDFA's mm-hmm. can make this team. And only the but one that's, cut. That's why they're going to be wild. That's so. right. That's right. Blowfish, I was stationed at RAF Fairford. So, between Sirencester and Swenson and north of there. Awesome. So, with that, what have you got going this week, Justin? Well, like I said, I've got my uh, three moves that the Vikings should make to make this offseason as best as it can be. That's going to drop either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. I know I'm going to have Under the Lights on Tuesday night, my live show with Dave. Since we have done that show, we have not missed a week. And so our goal is okay. even in the dog days of summer, let's <clears throat> let, 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 let's let's keep the train rolling. Even if all we're doing is arguing about Kirk Cousins, we got to keep our streak going there. But uh, I'm not sure who we have lined up for our guests. I don't want to uh, say the possibles we, and then it not happen. But, you know, we need to work on some artillery graphics. When you two start arguing all this, <laughs> we we've we've talked. I mean, say, all right, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna have to put that one to bed at least until week one or week two, because uh, you know at some point it gets talked out. But all seriousness, no, we'll be under the lights on Tuesday night. Um, I've got my thoughts on uh, the three moves, like I said, so that'll drop here in the next twenty four. Well, tonight or tomorrow morning. After that, you know, kind of breaking news as it happens. If there's any news on the Dalvin Cook front that's actually relevant, that's not repeating itself over and over again because everybody and their mom is, well, Cook wants to stay and the Vikings want to keep him, but all signs are pointing this way. And then now the signs are pointing that way that they might want to do right by him and maybe work some. Just tell me when it's done. (laughs) Please, please. Well, Darren and I will discuss all those obvious moves next week because we had it planned this week. Uh, Norsefius, I loved Interlake the eight months I was there. It was great. Um, Hughes Worms sound bites. Yeah. <laughs> and why not? Why not? I was over in Grand Forks there, brother. That was my mm-hmm. station after Fairford. So, with that, tomorrow night we have the real Forno show. Tyler will be doing his thing. He hasn't told me what he wants to talk about yet. But I'm sure there's something he has been deep diving into his early look at the 2024 class already. He's gone through another quarterback or two. So if you haven't seen it, go over to Vikings Wire and check it out. Thankfully, there are people like Tyler that are looking as of right now a year in advance. And they're starting to build their scouting deals. Yes, we're still waiting on the season to come up and he'll add stuff on top of that. But he'll have it ready to rock and roll when we get into next year and we're talking about do we extend Kirk Cousins or do we draft somebody? And all that will be ready and you got to appreciate Tyler for that and whatever else he's covering because you know you can find the latest over at Vikings Wire. Darren and I, like I said, will be back next week pending more forest fires. Thanks, guys. Um, I'll be on. I will do a another 
Vikings Daily Opener tonight. I'll get back in the habit of it tonight, and we'll go on from there. You can catch it on your podcast aggregator in the morning. And as like Miss Mary used to say, I'll sit there across from your breakfast table while you eat your breakfast and drink your coffee and tell you in a nice dulcet tone, not wild and excited, this has happened in the Vikings land in the last 24 hours and try to do my best NPR impression as we go through all what's happening in our world. Morgan Freeman better watch out, yo. Oh, no. Nobody's going to be as good as Morgan Freeman. Sorry. (laughs) No. Appreciate Uh, you, Worthless. Appreciate everybody for joining. Thanks so much, you guys. And what do we say, buddy? Skull Vikings! Skull Vikings! Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. Darren and Dave, thank you for watching this episode of Two Old Bloggers. We look forward to seeing you on every show on the new Vikings First and Skull. You can find our podcast as part of the Fans First Sports Network. Sports takes for the fan, from the fan. Skull, everybody! Skull!